Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Well, hello. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron. I'm the co-host here with Dr. Banning, who happens to be sitting right across from me in the studio on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Yes, Sunday. It's nice out, a uh, little cold, but uh, it sure is pleasant. Love the sunshine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, I was at work this whole last week has just been a a stressful week. What I mean is, I had a video deposition, and I hadn't done a deposition in a while. I had it with an attorney that I did not have a relationship with, so I was really concerned that he wasn't going to address all the pertinent questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything turned out fine, but uh, I had to prepare for that. And then my biggest thing was, is my assistant Carla was on vacation for oh, a week, no. and so that means I take X-rays. Oh. Um, I do exams, I document exams, I do therapies, and then Sue does therapies, and then we have Joyce, and then we have the massage, two massage therapists, but, um, so anyhow, that got me stressed, and, you know, my body responded by getting sick. That's no good. Yeah, but luckily it happened Thursday, because we're off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. So I'm on the tail end of it, so I should be pretty good come Monday, plus... Carl will be back. Good. Yes. That's good. Well, and here I am dragging you out of your restful Sunday to, oh, to record a, this is great. an episode. Yeah. And oddly enough, uh, I, I've been sick myself this week, and I, I wasn't really under stress or anything. I think I had a virus. But that kind of brings us to our topic of the day. We're going to be discussing pain today. So what can you tell us about pain? Well, you've heard that expression, I can feel your pain. Yes, I've heard that. That's a lie. Don't believe it. Well, why not? People can't feel your pain. Our president, Bill Clinton, said that all the time. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. I, I feel your that. pain. I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> He'd hold that thumb up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, pain is a, it's an experience that you, that you have in your brain. And so, you know, if, if you got punched in the face by a friend, that would be a pain, but that would also be an emotional experience true uh versus you know an accident taking place where you got hit in your face you wouldn't have the extra emotional burden so i use that example i don't like using it like that up front but pain can mean so many different things to so many people it can elicit elicit a an emotional response um it can just be oh you idiot what did you do that for you know Mm -hmm. have you ever stubbed your toe before yeah have you ever thought you're going to come back with a stump? <laughs> yes. I, I've yes. stubbed my toe several times. Um, yeah, I stubbed my pinky, and it was pointing straight up at me. Ah. My uh, fifth digit on my toe, yeah. And oh, you're just man, sitting there that like, sounds broken. Yeah, it's really pretty humorous, though. You <laughs> yeah, know? If you say so. <laughs> so give me your worst, most painful experience. Now, see, this is the thing. We can all remember our most painful experience, right? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because it's tied to our emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say pain is subjective, it really is. I I can't feel your pain for you, but I can say it sure would hurt, like having a baby. Yeah. One to ten, that's how us men measure baby. You know, childbirth, ten. Women are just like, eh, you know, no big deal. Yeah. 
because so, it's a joyful experience most of the time. Right. It's yeah. a it's a mixed uh, blessing. Well, since you said a funny story, I'll tell you what a pain story that's kind of funny. And this happened very recently. Um, when I'm at home editing podcasts or working on graphic design, I'm, I'm, I sit at the kitchen. We have an office in the house, but I have my uh, my little turntable is in the living room. So I'll sit in the kitchen so I can listen to albums while I work. And my kitchen table is right next to our double glass doors that lead to the deck and and Mm. Lori was working on the outside of the house doing something on the deck and i'm working on the computer and i see out of the side of my eye and she stepped on the end of the rake like you see in cartoons no was she barefoot or she have shoes? no she had shoes on and that thing came up and popped her in the head (laughs) and i was worried of course i was worried sure you were but i couldn't help but laugh because you know that's the type of thing you see in cartoons growing up cheese Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, she wasn't hurt too bad. And she was laughing, too, okay. because it happened. Now, when you ask me my most painful event, my most painful event in my life was emotional. Mm-hmm. As far as physical pain, I would have to say that it was a car accident I had when I was 15. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. My head went through the windshield. and. Nice. I was concussed, so I didn't. I don't remember the pain. Yeah, but I do remember the pain of recovery. Oh yeah, yeah. And that that was uh, that that'll stick with me probably forever. And I haven't. I've never ridden without a seatbelt since. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of pe- times people will get. Um, I had a really interesting person come in that got struck from behind about sixty-five miles an hour, and he was on Interstate sixty-five, and he put his foot on the brake and he was stopped. He had a pickup truck with a. Ri- a a really good bumper, but it was pretty primitive. And this lady hit him with a minivan and he got, he was unprepared for the impact. He heard the impact and he didn't know really what happened, but he looked in his rear view mirror and he saw a car that looked like it had been through the trash compactor and he didn't even know what was going on oh well, are you serious yeah, so that was pretty emotional for him i bet and there's other people that, get, that have been car accidents several times and it's an emotional experience so pain and emotion and memory mm-hmm. are you know a big a big part of the experience of pain and so we we like to avoid pain if at all possible right? yes physical absolutely. pain physical you know damage or trauma so anyhow um yeah, and I, I would say, you know, I like to share the stub in the toe thing because everybody's experienced sure. that, the Fred Flintstone thing. Happens all the time. <laughs> but um, I'll share my time that was the most painful is when I had a herniated disc. I was probably in my 40s. I had I had one earlier, but I had one probably when I was in my 40s, and it was so, <laughs> excuse me, it was so painful when I was in the shower, I, I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, take this pain away from my foot. It is killing me. I, I don't know if I can live another second. And it was exquisitely painful. I mean, it was spiked. Mm. And uh, he took it away from me. But I, I'll never forget that. I've never had anything close to that pain in my entire life. Wow. And generally speaking, <clears throat> it's rare that people will have a sustained amount of pain that is like at a 10 for a long period of time. If they do, they really... You know, I've got some issues going on, and it, it's, it's kind of a risky situation because they're willing to do anything to get rid of the pain. And a lot of times, you go to the emergency room, they're willing to, well, let's try this. Mm-hmm. Does it need this part? Let's cut this part out. I don't know. Just get me out of my pain. So, yeah. Anyhow, um, 
So we do have pain receptors. They're called nociceptors, and they're outside of our nervous system. Well, they're part of the nervous system, but it's like a sensor. It's a sensor for damage, uh, thermal change, things like that. And then that nociceptor takes that information and it sends it up to our brain. And then there's not a lot of uh, knowledge on what part of the brain it goes to. It does go to the thalamus. It goes goes to a uh, different areas of our brain so it can process it. But there's not a lot of uh, knowledge or information on where there's not a pain center in the brain. It just hits, it, it goes to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyhow, um, but, uh, you know, then there's some people that don't experience pain. Have you ever heard those stories where a child just doesn't have any pain receptors? Yeah. It's kind of sad. It is. When you think about it, I remember as a kid hearing about that, thinking that would be wonderful, you know, never to feel pain. Yeah. Um, there was a story released earlier this week about a lady who has not felt pain. She's an elderly lady and she has no pain receptors. But yeah. it was only discovered recently. She just d- didn't know it. Yeah. And so there is a reason that we have pain receptors. Mm-hmm. It's like an alarm, right? It is an alarm. It's a crisis alarm. Um, or it's, hey, you need to change what you're doing. Like when you put your hand on the stove, mm-hmm. you know, instead of smelling flesh burning, it's better to automatically, yeah. you know, pull it off like that. Right. So, um, and actually... You know, have you ever put your hand on something hot and pulled it away before you even knew yeah. your hand was on something hot? Sure. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a built-in reflex arc that um, goes right to your spinal cord and then comes back out to the muscles that would pull that arm away. It's a, re, it's a built-in reflex arc. It bypasses the extra time it would take to go to your brain. Is that not incredible? That is amazing. It's a protective device. And uh, we have all kinds of reflex arcs like that to avoid damaging ourselves. Um so, you know, a lot of people think pain is associated with a problem. And when they have a pain, oh, I just started having this pain, so I thought I'd come in and get it addressed today. <laughs> and that way we get a head start. I hate to say it, but that's that's not true. Yeah. And in our office, we usually show them, hey, you've had this problem for a long time. See all that degeneration? You just started to experience pain. So usually... After a period of time, there's accumulation of damage or wear and tear or, you know, disease or pathology that's taking place, and they end up experiencing pain. Mm-hmm. So that is why we have these questions. It's called OPQRST. Onset. Okay. Okay. So just ask yourself this question. Is this the first time you have ever had pain like this in your entire life? Well, then I'll say of any kind because sometimes people will think well not like this even if you've had any kind of back pain because back pain is similar to severe back pain it's an indication that something's going on in that part of your body so that's onset p would be what makes it worse what provokes it okay and i would throw in there what makes it better you know so if sitting makes it worse and you know, standing up straight makes it better. Hey, we've got a pattern here. Yeah. And you can just do that with just about anything. <clears throat> you know, when your hand's on the stove getting burnt, does it feel better when you pull it away or when you keep it on there? <laughs> I mean, any any kind of situation, you can, you can use that. That was kind of silly. Um, Reminds quality. me of the old joke. The guy that's banging his head against the wall. And somebody said, what are you doing, man? Doesn't that hurt? He said, it does. It hurts real bad, but it feels so good when I stop. 
there, I'm there's, sorry. There's some people out there like that. I, I don't mean to train rail the, yeah. the podcast, but oh, I know that went in a good place. <laughs> um, so, you know, when we look at pain, um, people are so pain driven. Our whole society is pain driven. How do we get rid of the pain? Well, if you were to draw a pie chart, you know all about pies, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. They're circular. Let's just say it's a circular chart. Okay. Okay. And there's three pieces to our nervous system as far as what, what part goes, what percentage goes to particular functions. Um, 45% of the energy that our nervous system uses, 45%, there's one section is 45%, that uses to run all of our organs our viscera, all that stuff, okay? Okay. That's 45%. The other 45% is to run our muscles, our joints, motion, position sense, that type of thing. The organs, that part of the system is involuntary. That's you're not aware of it consciously. In other words, your blood pressure, your body temperature, blood sugar levels, all that stuff is regulated by your nervous system. That's 45%. Um, The musculoskeletal... Um, some of it is voluntary and some of it is involuntary. It's like if somebody hits a ball and you're going to get it. You know, your pupils dilate or constrict. Uh, they continue to change their focal point as you get closer to the ball, all that fun stuff. Uh, but that's partially voluntary and involuntary. Then guess what? Guess what's left for pain? What? 10%. Okay. That's it. 10% is related to pain. So... The nervous system controls everything in your body. It controls the way your body adapts to your external environment, homeostasis, all that fun stuff. Only 10% of it is related to detecting pain or monitoring pain or perceiving pain. Okay. So, you know, I I tell patients that no one's ever died of pain. You might feel like it, but you're not going to die from pain. You die from things that aren't necessarily painful. Okay, so um, let's see. So when we talk about, I, I, I took a little rabbit trail. We were talking about the onset of the pain, what makes it worse. The quality of the pain is a big thing. Is it burning? Is it um, spasming? You know, spasming means there might be a muscle involved. Mm-hmm. If it's burning, it could be something like indigestion or heartburn. Or it could be a nerve that's aggravated, um, you know, uh, a dull ache. You know, what makes it easier when you, when you, uh, you know, shake your head, does the pain go away or when you, or for example, if you have a hiatal hernia, um, some people can't swallow very well because it constricts the esophagus. Some people can't breathe very deeply because the diaphragm runs right around that hernia. And so, you know, well, was we had a, there was a lady at a steak restaurant. She was choking. And I was just watching how everybody was taking care of it because it looked like they were taking good care of it. I wanted to make sure as long as she could talk, they wouldn't say a word. And all, you know, how everybody's saying one thing or another thing and so forth. Um, she couldn't swallow it, I could tell. And I asked her when she was going through that, do you have a hiatal hernia? She said, yes. So we knew right then we did not need to do CPR on someone that had a piece of meat lodged in her lower esophagus. Yeah. Um, so she kept working at it. Um, she kept breathing and she kept you know, trying to swallow it and uh, finally just went away completely. Everything was fine. Huh. But um, so, yeah, there's a lot to when you look at pain, it's a good way to help diagnose what's going on with the patient. Um, 
So the frequency of the pain too, is it at night when you go to bed or is it first thing in the morning? Is it, uh, you know, at work when you're sitting at your computer all day looking at your three screens yeah, and typing on your little tiny Apple computer? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. We talked about timing. Yeah. So that's got it. And then there's different disease processes that can cause pain. A vascular problem. Obviously, we know about the heart attack, right? Did um, we talk about timing? Because we had quality. We were talking OPQR rate. And rate, rate would be the frequency. Okay. Did we hit R? I think we did. I, well, we were just talking about our frequency. Okay. You know, is it at night? Is it, uh, you know, in the morning when you get up? Um, is it... Uh, you know, when you're doing certain activities, things okay. like that. And there might be something like we talked about last weekend, um, high-tech headaches. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do something all day that's contributing, you might have a hard time figuring it out. But looking at a screen all day is really bad for people to have headaches. I bet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we looked at the rate of the pain, uh, the timing of the pain and all that. So then there's other things like vascular issues. You know, when we talk about a heart attack, you know, um, well, how do you determine if it's a heart attack or not? Well, that's not something you want to play with, so you ought to go to the emergency room. But if you're having more pain in your chest when you're walking or doing some type of a physical activity, it's good to get it checked. Okay. Um, if you're having chest pain with arm pain and jaw pain and they're oh. looking at your arm or your jaw, that's that's not good. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be looking at your heart. Um, you know, there's all kinds of pain uh symptoms or syndromes that will refer to other areas and you want to get to the cause you don't want to address the satellite symptoms you want to get to the cause and so um inflammatory um if you have inflammation in your body now basically a good way to look at inflammation in your body is if your waist and your hip ratio are greater than one to one in other words if your belly is way bigger than your waist Mm -hmm. That's an indication that you have insulin resistance. Insulin resistance and diabetes lead to inflammation. Okay. And inflammation, once you have that type of inflammation, it's just everything. It affects everything. It affects your brain. It affects your joints. um, It affects your heart, your arteries. Now, you're talking about kind of like a beer belly, what they call a beer belly? Yeah. Okay. And what that means, it's visceral fat. It's fat that's around your liver, around your organs, things like that. Um, If you're having chest pain, it's, it's from a gallbladder. Or if you have chronic indigestion or heartburn, um, you've had your gallbladder removed. A lot of people have had their gallbladder removed. And you have chronic issues with indigestion and heartburn. Um, unfortunately, they give you antacids to reduce the pain, and that does not get to the cause of the problem. That's Band-Aid. It reduces the pain. But the problem is you've got food that's rotting inside your gut. Oof. And the acid that's being produced by that rotting food is why you're having an, that, that, that heartburn. And so you need to learn how to digest your food better. Digestion is a north to south process. So um, I hate to say it, but people have chronic issues like that with their esophagus or gallbladder and their liver and their heartburn. They usually end up getting some kind of stomach cancer, pancreatic cancer. Yeah. I've seen it a lot in my office. Mm, That's terrible. Um, It is. Um, And then degenerative. We all know about this one. It's where the joints break down and wear and tear. You have arthritis and spurs and bones compressing nerves and, and all that stuff. A lot of people think chiropractors are sore back and neck doctors. We really aren't. We take care of, uh, when, when we work on the nervous system, we get things working, everything does better, especially when you come in on a regular basis. 
um, the pain just doesn't stick around. You have more energy. Everything's everything's working better. But most people don't understand that. They wait for the pain, and then they try to get rid of it. Once it's gone, then they're gone. And so that's a that's unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> you know, some other things would be immune system issues. There's a lot of autoimmunity going on. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah, there's so many named and unnamed autoimmune diseases right now that we just don't know anything about. Um, I'll give you a really interesting example. I've had two people here in the last year come in with uh, Lyme's. Lyme, Lyme's, Lyme's disease? Lyme's disease, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, the one had a severe headache. He thought he was going to die, splitting headache. Um, and he had been exposed to ticks. Uh-oh. And he came in, and I told him to go to the emergency room. He had some tests run on him. I don't know what they determined at that point, but we started adjusting him regularly. Gone. Amazing. Yeah. We had another gal that had uh, ticks since she was uh, Lyme since she was a teenager, and she was developing a lot of issues with her mind, depression, numbness in her upper extremities and lower extremities. And she had spent, she and her husband had spent close to $20,000 um, getting went to a holistic doctor where they did a lot of nutritional work and blood work and she was still having problems and they just came in to me and I said, hey, I mean, something's going to get better if we work on your nervous system and so we started and we were so pleasantly surprised. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really exciting. Now, I'm not saying we've gotten rid of it but what I have, I will say is she had some really bad misalignments in her neck in her middle back and her lower back and, uh, you know, she got help tremendously. She doesn't have the numbness in her hands and fingers or her legs or feet. Um, she's not as depressed, and we've only been taking care of her for like two or three weeks now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. And so I get surprised all the time by the benefits of chiropractic. But, you know, if you're having pain, you know, pain is a, is a function of your nervous system. Um, you know, the best place to start is chiropractic care. And I know a lot of people will get into my office and they've had pain for a long time and are usually kind of late. But still, it's it's never too late. And so I always tell people, you know, if you haven't tried chiropractic, you haven't tried everything. That's true. And uh, that is so true. Um, your nervous system is just so critical in just controlling everything, including pain and how your body responds to it. So, Well, let me ask you this, because I'm almost 52, and I've noticed – over the last couple of years, that normal things, sleeping, uh, kneeling, things things cause pain that, that used to be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could use, you know, uh, in the wild, I don't know, in the, in, a few years ago, I could be on my knees working on the floor or, or looking, you know, at a store at some things on the lower shelf, and, and it wouldn't be a problem. Now, if I'm down on my knees, it takes me a minute to get back up. But, you know, just the standard pain. Is that normal? Um, it happens to some people. What I would do is I would get the clapper. <laughs> you, you heard, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Wait right? a minute. That was, He's, isn't that funny? Met, that, wasn't that meta, met, uh, <laughs> the clapper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had the, the fallen and can't get up. That was a uh, meta, meta button or something. And you you wore a necklace and you clicked a little button on it and it called the ambulance. I do. I feel like I'm getting to that age. Yeah. Well, um, that's not uncommon. 
But um, when you're younger, you, you, you're not a sedentary. You're up and moving around. Your body's young. It's healthy. And over the years, you get a lot of physical um, trauma, repetitive stress trauma. Um, you get a lot of chemical trauma, just stuff inside your system that's toxic for your body. And then you have emotional trauma and stress. So that adds up over the years. And when that happens, um, you know, are you as active as you were when you were younger? No. So getting on your no. knees is not something you do all the time, then, is it? Mm-mm. Yeah. So that's what's happening when people sit a lot. You sit all day at the computer, right? I do, yes. Yeah. Your body's good at sitting. It's becoming very proficient at sitting. So you're not going to be the guy that, uh, you know, runs a six, seven-minute mile. No. Yeah. Well, um, so. I don't know. I might tackle a mile in six or seven minutes. <laughs> in your car? <laughs> you gill it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, it's called passive insufficiency. Your body's passive, and it's becoming insufficient, and that's how it's adapting. So when I stand up, oh, I get dizzy. Well, your, your heart and your adrenals just don't have the energy to get that blood and oxygen to your brain when you stand up. That's an energy system issue. Okay. Um, you know, um, it's just we're all getting older, but, you know, some of us are getting older way before their time. That's true, too. And you see these guys in their 70s that can move better than a lot of people in their 40s. Well, there's a reason for that. They've stayed at it. They've worked at it. Yeah. Um, The people in their 40s aren't doing a thing. Like, you look at the kids coming up, man, a lot of them are into the computers. Yeah. Into their uh, iPads and technological devices. And, you know, I would be the same way. I would, too. It's just the way of the world right now. And so... Um, we got a lot of sedentary people and uh, a lot of inflammation and, you know, blood sugars up. You know, a lot of people eating bad fats. The trans fats can create a lot of issues with pain and inflammation. Um, you know, the other thing is when you're healthy and you're young or you're in good shape, there's something called endorphins that your brain can secrete. It can secrete natural pain relievers. Well, when you are, you know, sedentary and overweight and have high blood sugar, only, only chemicals your brain's going to be secreting are cortisol and uh, stress hormones. And those just continue to create more problems. They preserve fat. They cause inflammation. And so um, that's the problem. A lot of people aren't getting out there and exercising. They're not eating healthy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> so anyhow. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. But th- this is the thing that's frustrating. This is the thing that's frustrating. Um, Medicine, ibuprofen, Advil, Tylenol, people take that on a regular basis. There's only so many of those that you can take before your liver or your kidneys or your stomach just goes. Yeah. Um, There's 130,000 people that die a year from from pain medication. That's incredible. And we're not talking about opioids. We're talking about over-the-counter. Over-the-counter and prescribed medications that were approved for pain medication. Um, The numbers are just ridiculous. I've got a book. It's called Health Myths Exposed. And what this is leading to is this is leading to this this pain epidemic is leading to an opioid crisis, pain clinics. I mean, those things are horrible. They are. They're so Um, bad. Yeah. Who so, wrote that book that you're, that you're, who's the author of that? uh, The author is Shane Ellison. He has a master of science and he is a drug chemist. Oh, really? So he knows a thing or two about these drugs, pharmaceutically speaking, chemically speaking, and how they affect the body. So uh, 
a, a gentleman like this is going to know more than a medical doctor, and he's going to know more than the salesperson for the yeah. drug. The salesperson for the drug is all about selling it. Mm-hmm. The medical doctor is just like, oh, okay, you paid for all my education as far as the, the schools go. Um, Big Pharma pays for a lot of their equipment, buildings, sponsorships, um, meals, That's things amazing. like that. They'll yeah. sponsor them. Things like hunts or trips. All that fun stuff. That so is amazing. They eventually say, hey, yeah, that's a good, that's a good medication. And then uh, they get reimbursed on how much medication they prescribe. Wow. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, it's crazy. It is. It's a pain is what it is. <laughs> well, speaking of that, that's been our subject. That's been our topic for this episode, pain. The good news is pain, if you're having pain, it's trying to tell you something. And you don't have to live with that pain. And you also don't have to live with taking uh, uh, pain medications. You need to check with your local chiropractor if you're in the Middle Tennessee area. We hope you'll contact uh, Dr. Banning. Um, You can reach him on the website at whitehousechiropractic.com. Or you can give us a phone call at 615-672-7878. Our office is located conveniently in 147 Raymond Hirsch Parkway in White House, Tennessee, very close to the interstate, so anywhere in Middle Tennessee. Give us a call, and uh, if you can't make it here, we can help you one way or another. Also, there's a website contact sheet where you could send your questions, comments about the uh, podcast, or anything that you'd uh, like us to know or to answer. We'll get back to you. So do that, whitehousechiropractic.com. Dr. Benny, got anything else before we close out? Nope, that's it. I would like to say that we're going to be uh, off next week. You're going to be out of town at a conference, so we're not going to be recording next weekend. So there's going to be one week without a podcast, but we'll be back the following week. So don't unsubscribe. Don't think we've gone away. Hey, how about if I do a temporal mandibular joint um, dysfunction? I hope you do, because I can even say that. It's a TMJ seminar. Okay, a TMJ. I know what that means. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's what we're doing. We're learning about, all about the TMJ and how to fix it. Well, maybe I could release that as a podcast. Okay. Sounds good. So maybe we'll have one. If not, check back with us the following week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have time, give us a high rating on your favorite podcast app. Thanks, Dr. Banning. I hope you have a safe trip, and I will see you next week. 